All right, it says we're now streaming live on YouTube. I'm going to give it a second so that it doesn't like totally destroy me and disrupt uh, me. It says we're now streaming. Oh, and I guess I better put my headphones on. Hey, everybody, welcome to Divi Chat episode 101. Dealing with negative feedback in web design. Uh, I'm sure nobody's ever experienced that before. (laughs) So, you know, we're probably going to be a short episode today and it'll be quick. So um, before we get kicked off, we've got some, they seem like strangers. I hadn't seen them in so long, but uh, we've got some awesome Divi Chatters joining us today. It's, I'm glad to see him coming back. Uh, but before we get to those beautiful people, let's start with the ladies. Ladies first. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at Endure Web on all the socials or endure.com.au. Fantastic. And Leslie. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Burnell, and I am a, I run a girl in her Mac. Um, and you can find me at a girl in her Mac.design. Awesome. Awesome. Now, our long lost buddy, our bearded wonder, Jerry Simmons. <laughs> Go, Jerry. Hey, man, it is so good to be back. I've been trying to get back for a few weeks now, uh, but it's been so crazy. But uh, great to be with you. My name is Jerry, and uh, you can find me online at MontereyPremier.com or FerventSolutions.com. And uh, I'm still just reveling in uh, Dave's comment. He called me a beautiful person. So I like that. Uh, hey, man. Keeping that title. I'm full of surprises, <laughs> full of surprises. Another, you know, person we hadn't had the pleasure of for a little while, Mr. Josh Hall. I really Josh. thought you were going to say bearded wonder. No. <laughs> yes. Sorry, man. Much like Jerry, it's been a few weeks since I've been on. So it's good to be back. Uh, unlike Jerry, though, uh, the chances of me showing up with a beard like that would have to be photoshopped. So <laughs> I'm Josh. You can find my stuff at joshhall.co where I have Divi courses, layouts, and all that good stuff. And then uh, in transit studios is my web design business. If you want to see what we're up to there. Awesome. Awesome. Do you guys do Movember in America? We yeah. do. Yeah. It's around. Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting to see some Mo's over the next month. Just I did it. I tried uh, three weeks last year, but I look so trashy. <laughs> I started losing clients and my wife was like, hey, you got to get rid of it. We'll see what happens this year. Right. Tim. Uh, yeah. I can't pull off facial hair very well either. I just kind of <laughs> like, like to me, it, like with Jerry and with David, it looks like, hey, those guys are growing a beard. For me, it's like, oh, hey, Tim forgot to shave for three weeks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very different look. Tim's been um, on holidays. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Tim Streifler, you can find me online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com, and wpgears.com. Boom. Awesome. And I am David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP Gears with my buddy Tim there. Uh, super excited to be here today. Uh, last week, if you missed episode 100, that was a pretty big milestone, almost two years of Divi Chat every week. We had Nick Roach, the founder of Elegant Themes, go back and watch it because it was really a great episode. I really enjoyed that episode. I, I don't know. Uh, it was just, it was filled with goodness and stuff, a lot of good information. So well, it was good to be able to ask lots of questions directly. Yeah. Like even around Gutenberg, those kind of things. I've seen lots of people comment on 
referring back to his comments on Gutenberg. So if you've got questions around Gutenberg, maybe go check that episode out. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about negative feedback in the wonderful world of web design. Um, I'm not really sure who brought the topic up or who, who wanted it to, to discuss it, but um, it's something that we all deal with and it's going to happen. Um, and I guess maybe we'll talk about, you know, ways you can handle it, tips, tricks, you know, how you can head it off and, um, and, and maybe how you deal with it and stuff. And sometimes how you deal with it might be parting ways, you know, and, uh, you know, we've done that before and believe me, it's not worth it. The, the short answer to this <laughs> episode is life is short, you know, dealing with pain in the butt clients is no fun and it's okay to fire clients just like they can fire you. So it works both ways. Um, hey, do you, does anybody here have any recent bad experiences with I think Tim should probably define what negativity. <laughs> yes, I'm the resident definer. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's there's a couple different ways we can go with this discussion because um, negative feedback, I think, can can be a good thing if it's constructive, if it's you know feed actually feedback. However, if it kind of goes beyond feedback and it's more just like negative complaints, negative, you know, anger, you know, that's when it's like parting ways as, as David mentioned. But um, yeah, I think, I guess if I'm going to define it, I think it's anything <clears throat> that you can learn from. So any type of feedback that, um, you know, you typically get a little defensive with when someone says something, uh, you know, th this for, our, for a lot of us, you know, being solopreneurs, we're the ones wearing all the hats. And so if, if there's complaints, it re reflects directly on us. You know, there's no one else to point the finger at. And so it's very easy to take things personally. Um, and so I think that when you start to take it personally, that's kind of a good red flag that, hey, here's a learning opportunity. You know, there's a reason like, what can we, you know, learn from this? How can we make it better for the customer or for the next customer, whatever it is? Yeah, I was going to say, like, for me, there's two areas in my business that come to mind where I get feedback that I interpret as negative. One is on proposals, and then one is initial reactions after I send a design, um, which thankfully is not that often. If it was, then something's definitely wrong. Um, from proposals, generally, what, what drives me the most crazy is when clients or potential clients just disappear, like they don't say a thing. And then I have like no feedback to grow from. I don't know, like, was it out of their price range? Do they just not want to work with me? Do they find a better deal? Were they a tire kicker looking for the cheapest option? Like I try, I'm trying to do better at circling around the people who have just disappeared and just being really cool and genuine about, you know, I would just love to hear feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to why this didn't work out. It would help me with the future projects. Um, so I started that. And then on the other end of that, with projects is, is generally like when you send the first initial design, getting that feedback back. Um, like I said, most of ours go pretty well and I kind of have a system in place now to where I can articulate the reason why we designed things the way we did, which has helped. Uh, but I've got some doozies in the past. I think I mentioned on here before, like I did a, a logo design years ago and this guy came back and he was like, Josh, if I want to do a vector or if I wanted to do a, uh, a little clip art logo myself. I could have done it myself. And he was like, what is this crap? 
Um, you know, there's that, there's that kind of feedback where you really have to be careful. Um, so for me, those are the two main areas and I've just learned for the first one to be intentional about trying to get that feedback and just being really open and open to constructive criticism. And then with bad feedback, uh, I've learned to just never burn a bridge. So like in that case, I was, I slept on it. I responded nicely as I could without being a pushover. And I said, listen, if you want a different design, we can go a different way. I just need your feedback. And then all went well. So yeah, hopefully I didn't ramble there. It was just some of my initial thoughts. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna yeah, read... well... Go ahead, Leslie. No, I was just, um, I remembered that I had put this on the sheet because um, I get a lot of ideas from the Facebook groups based on questions I see there um, or statements or whatever. And I think someone had shared, um, they were a, kind of a new designer and they had shared with one of their first clients, their first um, the, a look for a proposal of the a layout for the design and the client wasn't happy but what the client said wasn't really helpful they were just like you know you know you hear those things like i'll know it when i see it or like it just doesn't pop you know and i, I kind of that was was kind of made me think of it it's not necessarily maybe always negative but just not helpful at all like in either direction um but yeah so i was kind of thinking when when i had jotted that down so not just like josh mentioned proposals sometimes quotes or if you just don't hear back um and then also, yeah, like I just don't like your work or stuff like that. <laughs> I, I have to, I might be a little bit different. Josh sounds like he's an awesome web designer and stuff. I'm kind of like the soup Nazi. If you've ever seen uh, Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no feedback for you. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't give them, you know, designs to approve and look at and stuff. Obviously, it's important for their brand. Uh, but Josh said something that I think is really important when working with web design clients, and it had to do with explaining, understanding, explaining to them why you're doing what you're doing, um, kind of walking through why you've chosen to do what you're doing and stuff. And that's kind of the approach that that I take, um, which it's probably really good that I didn't have any formal training in web design. I was self-taught and I just went by um, what I felt like, you know, people would 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 be interested in. I felt like business owners and stuff are, are they're experts at their business, but they're not really experts at web design. And they needed to kind of depend on the web designer to, to lead them in the direction uh, that the web designer felt like is, is the best direction that they need to go in and stuff. So that's kind of always the tact track that I've taken and uh, it's worked out really well. It doesn't mean that I haven't had clients that have come back and said, you know, uh, change it. I want chartreuse green top and bright yellow middle. And you know, it's, <laughs> this is, this is how it's going to be. And at the end of the day, it's their money. You know, they're the one who's spending it. So it's interesting. Uh, so it sounds like what you're talking about, David is, uh, <laughs> avoid it like ways to avoid negative feedback yeah absolutely yeah yeah i know and practically the way i did that practically was i used to i used to do flat mock-ups with psds and then send those to clients but then i found out clients just didn't get an idea how those flowed well online and i like for a client to see like the transitions and effects and how it looks on a browser and long story short the way i came about that was i was i did a phone call with a client and we did like a screen share and i walked him through my design and at first he wasn't sure, but after walking him through my ideas, he loved it. Then he was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay, I see. And he was like, all right, yep, I trust you. It sounds good. And then I was like, well, 
why don't I just do that for every site preview that I do moving forward? But instead of doing a call or a screen share, I record it in Loom, uh, which is a browser extension for Chrome. So you can do a little video. I do a voice over it and I explain it and then I send it off to the client and like nine times out of 10, it works perfectly. Very rarely do I get somebody who's given me negative feedback. Yeah. I do the same thing as well. Or even just if someone sends you an email saying like asking you a question, it's really complex trying to work out how do you answer them. Sometimes I just make them up a loom to explain it. Or like if they're saying, like I had this client recently who they, they had a full, a full header image. They picked the image. They wanted it to be full. They wanted it to have the parallax effect. So they had like all these things they wanted, but then they were saying, I'm really upset because I can't see the bottom and the top of the image. And I was like, I explained to them, you've asked your cake and eat it, too. it to be this particular way. You've asked for parallax. We can't actually do that. If you want to do that, we can do that by turning off parallax. We can do it, but like trying to explain that in words wasn't enough. And so again, it was dealing trying with- Trying to explain parallax to people who are new to web design is yeah. hard enough. So <laughs> I literally took them into the back end of Divi with Loom on and I was like, okay, these are your options. We can have it set this way. This is what it'll look like. We can have it set this way. This is what it'll look like. Or you can just go pick another image, but these are your options. And by being able to actually video that out, I think sometimes people read words in an email and sometimes an email just doesn't communicate. It doesn't communicate tone. So if someone's already pissed off with you, then they're going to read negative vibe back from whatever you say. You could say like flowers are lovely and they would think that you were being horrible. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because they're already in a foul mood. And so they're just reading the words. Whereas if you do some sort of a video to explain something, they can hear your voice. Like they can hear you. So you have to be careful not to do it when you're pissed off because then you will sound pissed off. But if you can do it in like a friendly way saying, Hey, I just, I thought it'd be easier if I go through this in a video, here you go. These are the questions that you've had. This is how I think we could resolve the issue. Or, you know, I've seen that you're a bit upset about this color. Maybe we could consider these colors and then you can show them. This is what it looks like with orange. This is what it looks like with whatever. And then they can kind of, get the vibe from you a little bit better than just words. Sometimes I think words don't do enough. Yeah. Same with text messages. Like yeah. you lose so much tone in a text think, message or an email. I think what I used to think was the, would solve that problem with tone and, and messaging and stuff was emojis. Emojis. However, <laughs> emojis. A lot of times if they're, as Sarah mentioned, they're reading it negatively, then the emoji just comes Put across as like really passive aggressive, like, like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like angry and then, you know, smile yeah. at the end kind of a thing. But um, <laughs> the one thing I think the, the, or the two things that I think I'm hearing kind of from what everyone's been saying is communication and education, you know, helps avoid the negative feedback. If you yeah. communicate and educate, you know, the intentionality behind the design and why you did it a certain way, then a lot of times it will like, oh, okay, I didn't think of it that way. Um, or even like before they give you any feedback at all, as Josh mentioned, um, going through and, and, and showing them the site and talking it through type of thing so that they know that, hey, this isn't just about aesthetics. Because a lot of people think it's that's all that matters is uh, yeah. you know, the way it looks. But there's so much more that goes into an effective web design, um, you know, and, and what the goals are and how your design helps achieve those goals. Um, and that can help eliminate a lot of feedback before you even get it. 
I think it can even help them feel more confident in the amount of money they're giving you because it just confirms to them that you Oh yeah. Like hard to part with money when you don't understand where it's going. I was, I was about to say the, a very similar thing. It works the same way with proposals when they're, you know, shocked and they've got sticker shock or they're surprised. Oh my God, why does it cost so much? You know, when you educate them and you let them know the value that you're bringing to their company and how you're going to be a little bit different and stuff, you can, you can really avert some of those, um, you know, uh, tense situations with clients and stuff. And it works. I didn't even think about that, uh, David, but that's a good idea. I might start doing a loom video for proposals as well. I want to know how it goes. (laughs) I bet it, I bet it does really well, Josh. You know what? I have heard of people. I've heard of people embedding a video into their proposal. Like I don't, I've never done it, but I have heard of people doing just like a little like, hey, nice to meet you. I, I feel like it'd be a bit kitsch, but like, you know, people might like it. You never know. I do I'll want to read. We're on the next one. I'll report back. I do want to All read right. one of the comments from uh, Uncle Social because I think it's a really good comment and it's applicable. Uh, they're watching us live. Uncle Social says there's no such thing as negative feedback. There's only feedback. How you choose to act on it and whether you handle it positively or negatively is up to you, which, yeah. hey, is, is, is a pretty good point. Now, Jerry, you've been awful quiet. Is, is, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm on the panel today uh, just as uh, I'm to learn and also to represent <laughs> the, the rookies uh, that, that uh, watch TV chat. So, you know, for me, most of my uh, website work uh, is actually like, developing PSDs into uh, web pages. So it's not so much a design, you know, that I'm creating or coming up with, but um, there is always, of course, decisions and judgment calls, especially as you translate that to various screen sizes and stuff. And um, here's the thing for me. I think, you know, some of this is personality. Some of this, as we talked about in a previous episode, imposter syndrome. Uh, For me, I I take kind of great pains to, uh, set myself up to be prepared for feedback. And, uh, you know, like the, the comment, you know, there's not negative feedback. It's just about how you interpret it. I don't know if I agree with that across the board, but in general, I would say, you know, even good constructive criticism, we can receive it negatively if we're not really prepared to receive it. And so that's, that's what I find for me, you know, like I can get all of a sudden if I'm caught off guard you know, by this question or by this, Hey, I don't like this, or why'd you do this? Or why was that decision made? And if I'm surprised, then I don't always respond uh, in an emotionally mature, healthy way. <laughs> and so, so what I do is I, I try to set myself up, you know, to prepare for that. And so when I present, you know, whatever I built for the client, um, I label it first draft, you know, and things like that. And I, I kind of communicate that I'm looking for your feedback. You know, let's talk about what you see here and and we can talk about the decisions that were made. And so uh, for me, it's, you know, not so much coming up with an idea or a design, but, but just preparing myself just because I know me, how I might respond if I'm not ready to, to hear the feedback and, and it, feedback. I mean, it, it's inevitable, right? Every time, every project, it, we need to have some back and forth in order for the project to be successful. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, Jerry. Like, because people do communicate differently. And I've had some clients who are really, uh, like, they're, they're like really engaging and really exciting with their 
with their language and they're using all caps and emojis and exclamation <laughs> points and stuff like, oh, I love it. Whereas some clients are like, cool, looks good. And for me, I'm like, well, okay, that could have been like, cool, looks good. Yeah. And they just want me to do it. Or it could have been like, mean? cool, that looks good. Like, there's a lot of things like that. I try to be pretty, um, I've learned to be a little more patient and like empathetic with clients because I'm realizing that everyone's going to talk differently. Uh, now, with that said, though, I kind of agree with you, too, as far as the whole negative feedback, because you can get feedback that is intentionally um, maybe not negative, but just kind of ridiculous. Like I did a quote a few years back for a guy and it was an e-commerce site and it wasn't a huge e-commerce site. But I remember I was it was like I did 1950 for this e-commerce site for a couple products, which was a really good deal. Even back then, my pricing has gone up since then. Um, but that was like a very fair deal for this site. And he came back and it just said unbelievable with all caps. And he was like, are you kidding me? You want, you expect me to pay almost $2,000 for this site that anyone put together. And I, I, I straight up just sent an email right back. I didn't sleep on that one. I was like, it sounds like we're not a good fit. It sounds like you're looking yeah, for we're a, not good a good fit. deal. I was like, not Wix or... Um, you can hire somebody from and let me know how easy. it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I try, you try, to be, try to be empathetic until a situation like that happens. I had an experience where I was caught off guard recently where I had been asked to rebuild a website in WordPress. It was a really basic website. It was fine. There was no issues. And I said to them, hey, like, would you be open to a few enhancements? Like, so they had the sidebars. They had like the, you know, the old school thing where you've got like an image in the background and it's kind of blurred out, but then it's there's sidebars. And so the content's kind of all in the middle. Anyway, I just thought if we make that go full width, it's going to look so much fresher. They won't have to redo their website. It'd be a great idea. And they're like, yeah, we're open to it. That's fine. So I do all this work and it looks beautiful. Like it looked fresh and modern. And I would say a hundred times better than what it looked like. And I was like all prepared. And I was like, so what do you think? And they're like, we really want our sidebars back. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much better. So I had like, it was that thing where I was so, I was really unprepared because I fully felt like it looked so much better. I was waiting for them to say, it's amazing. We love it. <laughs> and instead they came back with, we don't like it. We just want it exactly like what our old site Put was it like. back. <laughs> yeah. And so I felt kind of heartbroken, but then at the same time, I felt really passionate about the fact that they were making a bad decision. Like I felt like you're paying me all this money to rebuild your site if you leave it this way, it's going to be like in a year's time, you're going to be saying it looks really outdated. And maybe you feel like you like it right now, but if we redo it now, it's going to last for like five years rather than it lasting like one year. So I felt really passionate. So I ended up going back to them. I kind of let myself breathe for a little bit. And I went back to them and I ended up saying to them, I think I even did a Loom video, but I ended up saying to them, look, I just want to make my case one time and then that's it. Like if you still want to have your sidebars back, no issues, I will do it. It's your website, 100%. I'm happy to do whatever you want me to do. But I just want to communicate my reasons as a web designer. These are the reasons that I feel like this is a better decision. But of course, this is your site and I will do whatever you want. And of course, they listened and then they said, we want our sidebars. And so I <laughs> gave them the sidebars. But I, you, know, you gave it your I, all though. That's all you can do. I gave it my all. I, I was caught really off guard and I was kind of offended. But at the same time, I felt like I also took a breath. I didn't react. I didn't like go back in a half and be all annoyed. 
but I also felt like I didn't just give in. Like I actually took the time to communicate in a way that I felt they could hear um, of saying, these are my reasons. If you still want it, that's fine. Um, So I think that can be a really good approach if you disagree with, you know, if you fundamentally, uh, fundamentally from a web design perspective, believe it's the wrong decision. I think it's okay to communicate that, but maybe just do it once, be really careful how you do it and always end it with, but I'm willing to do whatever you want. These are my reasons, but it's still your site. And of course I will do it how you want me to do it. That's been pretty effective for me when I disagree with them. Something that came to mind when you were saying that, Sarah, my, my wife's a nurse practitioner and anyone that's in healthcare or, uh, has been around healthcare, uh, heard of the acronym AMA, which stands for against medical advice. Like when a patient is told you can't go home yet because of these reasons here and they still go home. Well, it's their life. They can go home if they want. They're not a prisoner in the hospital. Well, then they say patient left AMA against medical advice. And I feel like that's kind of the, the same thing with uh, designers and developers, except for, I mean, you can call it ADA, ADA. designers, advisors, <laughs> developers, developers. Advice. Yeah. But like, I think that's important to, to like the education side of it and making your case so doing it respectfully yeah. and tactfully and not telling them that they're an idiot, but tell them, you know, like you said, Sarah, this is why I disagree based off of my professional opinion and, you know, <laughs> these best practice standards I think that you would be better served and your goals would be met better, you know, this way. Um, and you kind of have like a defense, uh, you know, making your case. Yeah. I, I think the more I'm thinking about it right now, I really think that the video stuff would do really, really well um, with, with averting not only the, um, I think it would do really well with the proposals too. Yeah. It's re- it's revolutionized my business and it's helped internally too. So now that I'm scaling my business, um, like Jonathan, my lead designer, will often do Loom videos for feedback on our stuff too. And that has helped even, you know, internally, it can help you from either misconstruing a message or right. um, some miscommunication. And yeah, I mean, it really just, it's just all about communication. And when you hear, when you get voice with visual and tone, uh, it just makes such a big, di- uh, such a big difference in every and, aspect. And this trust. day and age, it's easy to do that. I mean, everything that you have, whether it's your cell phone, your computer, a laptop, a camera, it's got something where you can record quickly and easily and stuff. And um, I think that personal approach is 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 huge. Um, it, it, it could be a differentiator between you and your competitors and stuff. And Loom is amazing because, I mean, it's on your computer, so it's kind of ready to go. But, the, I mean, at the moment, they're not charging anything. And I keep waiting. I keep waiting <laughs> for, like, the day when they're going to be like, and now you're going to have to pay for, like, all these videos you have. One million dollars. <laughs> I mean, like, in all seriousness, I am storing on their server hundreds of videos. Like, I have... I don't know, at least 50, I have a folder for every client that I have. And I have at least five or six videos in every client's folder. Like that's all on their server. At some point they're going to charge, but right now it's free. Like jump on now so you can get grandfathered into whatever they've got going. Cause they are going to like, yeah. they're going to make a fortune in the future. I wish they had like a self-destruct option so you could make the video disappear and like <laughs> yeah. the video will disappear. Either <laughs> accept this proposal or this will explode in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the moral of the story is to limit 
potential negative feedback. I mean, it will save you hours yeah. and a lot of stress and, and headaches or whatever way you can do it. Yeah. Uncle Social just made a really good point in the chat. Um, again, saying. Who is this Uncle Social? Give yeah. us a name. Yeah. Yeah. What's your real name? He said, I think there's definitely a cultural difference here. Perhaps in the U S the customer is always right. Mentality is greater than here in the UK. And that's, I mean, at least from my experience, I don't have experience obviously in the UK or or other countries, but in the U S that definitely was my mentality not so much David's as, as he shared already, but coming from like, uh, you know, growing up working at customer service jobs, I worked at In-N-Out Burger, a burger chain in, in uh, based out of California. And that was literally what they would teach uh, <laughs> employees is the customer is always right kind of a thing. And so when you work customer service jobs and you have that desire to please and you want to take care of your clients, you want to like, you know, let me know what you think. If, if not, I'll change it and everything. But at the end of the day, like we are the professionals, we have, you know, the experience and the, and the knowledge and the hours and hours, you know, pouring into this stuff. And that's worth a heck of a lot more than as, again, as uncle social mentioned, um, he's on fire. Uh, that's a lot greater than their whims and feelings. And, and so yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think it is deal. important, but ultimately I think there have been some jobs where I've got them purely because the previous designer won't give in like I think there's a balance there somewhere of saying definitely I need to communicate from my professional opinion what I think is the right thing for you to do but at the same time it's really important for you not to be too caught up in your own designs and to feel like the design if they don't like the design they don't like you it's it's not the same thing like I think sometimes we have to learn how to cut the ties between the design and us and then also accept the fact that they may not be interested in going our way and either at that point we need to split from them or we need to just do the job like there are some times where we have to create really ugly websites and we may not like it and we may not want to be doing that but at the same time that's our job so yeah I think I think there's a balance in there somewhere of it's not that the customer's already always right and it's important for us to communicate our feelings but at the same time it is their website, it is their money, and it is important for us to be accepting they're spending a lot of their money. And after we've communicated our opinion and our feelings, our job is to do what they want us to do. That's a good point, Sarah. And I think um, to that to that note, like one thing I've been trying to challenge myself with too is that when I get feedback and I interpret it as negative or something I don't agree with, I often try to just think about that before responding or before getting offended. Because I know recently one of my longtime clients uh, was asking for a change and I was like, why does he want to make that change? I've got exactly how we built it originally and it's fine. But then I thought about the change and I was like, well, actually, yeah, the change was that he wanted this button that you click to call to action and it went from green to red. And he was like, I feel like when you, when you hover over it, it goes red and it feels like stop. Uh, and at first I was thinking, well, I have it branded to the site. That's the way it should look. But then I was like, you know what? That's actually a good mindset with that. And that's something that I'm applying to other sites now too. So it can definitely be a big learning experience if you value the client feedback, you know, depending on how they yeah. come across. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> Conversation. Yeah. There's always that awkward silence at some point. There, there was a good comment. Um, uh, I'm just going to scroll back up. Who was that? Oh yeah. David Flannery, who said that he actually doesn't like total positive feedback because he feels like the client's not being honest and that he knows he's not perfect. 
have you guys ever had uh, any experiences like that to where the one where they're like, it's great. It's great. It's great. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think some yeah. people can be too polite. Definitely. Like, but hopefully you can pick that up when you're picking them up as a client. Maybe. Yeah. And some don't care. It seems like some of my clients are like, you know what, you just do it. I trust you, which is great. I yeah. prefer that kind of client, but I suppose there are times, particularly if you don't know their brand or you don't really know how the website's going to help them grow. I guess it's probably good to have some constructive criticism if that's what you're looking for. And I yeah. think that's uh, where asking for feedback comes in because if someone might have, you know, maybe some complaints or maybe, maybe it's not the design or, or the, the final product, but maybe the process, maybe, you know, they wish you would have responded a little bit quicker or, you know, something like that. That's why I think asking for feedback, you know, at the end of the project comes into play. Um, as it was, uh, I found the comment, David Flannery mentioned, you know, I'm not, I want them to be honest with me. I know I'm not perfect. Um, but if, unless something, you know, depends on the person, obviously, but unless it's like, you know, an, annoying enough for them to complain about, then you may never know. And so I think asking for feedback at the end of, of each project, you know, whether they have given you anything along the way or not can be really valuable. It's a good yeah. point. And even on that, I think, I think asking for feedback is an important thing along the process as well. Like not necessarily about, yeah. Hey, how's this going? Like, are you happy? But more <laughs> How like, am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but more like, there have been times where I have thoroughly regretted not asking for feedback earlier because I did too much. So say, for example, those sidebar things, right? I did the whole site that way. And then I had to revert the whole site to having sidebars. So if I had have just done the homepage and then asked for feedback, at that point, I would have known I wasn't going to win. And I could have just built out the site once. But instead, I had to like go and fix every single page. Um, the same's happened for other sites where I've misunderstood something they've asked and then I've gone and gone and gone and done all this work, like hours and hours of work. And then they've said, no, 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 like I wanted it this other way. And then I have to go and revert that. If I had have just one, done one portion of it, gone back and said, hey, can I get some feedback? Is this what you were hoping for? You know, like maybe they ask you to change the buttons. You go and change like the buttons on the whole website and it's not just in one place. You have to like do it in a few places or whatever. And then you ask for feedback and they're like, no, 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 I still don't like it. Then you're going to do it five times. So I think a lesson for me is I need to start asking more often and quicker. Like if they say I don't like it, then fix one thing and then go back to them again rather than spending ages and ages before I go back to them. And then I end up doubling my workload when I really didn't need to if I had to just ask for feedback a bit quicker. Yeah. And I know uh, one thing I've been challenged with recently is to do what's called no news updates. And what that means is like, I'm sure all of us have experienced or frequently experienced the project lagging on, whether it's our fault for not hitting deadlines or just not getting to the designs quicker or whether it's the client not sending content, but projects, web design projects just tend to drag on longer than expected more often than not. And it's really easy for clients to start feeling negative if they feel like things are dragging on or they just, if you just disappear for a couple of weeks or three weeks. Um, so one thing I've really challenged, been challenged with is to do what's called no news updates, which just means like after a week of starting, even though I'm not going to start on the site yet, I'll just say, hey, we've begun the planning process and then we'll be in touch next week with the next step. Um, that way it just limits them feeling like they just kind of, you know, didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks. This happened to me just uh, last month to where I got started on a project 
And then I just didn't respond for a couple of weeks. And the client came back and was like, hey, just wondering what's going on, where the process is. And I was like, you know what, shoot, I should have just let them know. Like, we've started the planning, we've started the design, and then we'll let you know when the preview is ready. Um, that really limits and it can help avoid a lot of negative feedback moving forward. Yeah. I'm keeping Yeah, I my, could do that better. I'm, I'm a little bit different than y'all, so I don't want to like. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of different, so I'm being quiet. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear Sorry. Leslie's process. <laughs> so yeah. How are you different, Leslie? Yeah, well, let's hear the other perspectives. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I'm in a, a bit of a different situation because the websites, like, I, in fact, I'm just about to start a redesign for a longtime client. Um, now, when he hired me, he was on his own. He didn't have assistance. He's a real estate agent in uh, Round Rock. And um, so it was just me and him working on the site together. I was new. Um, he wasn't new in his business, but he it was his first site and stuff. Um and so it's been up there for like three and a half years. It's not on Divi. It was when I started with theme forest themes or whatever. Um, and so he knows how I work and he gave me a lot of trust. I told him, you know, straight, you know, when, when he hired me, like I'm kind of new to web design, whatever, but I'm not new to design. So, um, well, anyways, now we're in a redesign. He has two assistants. So now there's three people that are going to be you know, probably giving me feedback and stuff. And I'm okay with that. I know the other two ladies uh, pretty well by now. Um, but the assistant I speak most with, she's not super techie and she wants to know a lot about the process more than he, he never asked. So now I'm kind of, I have to kind of rewire how I talk to her because one, I don't really like this. I'm not used to being asked a lot of questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually just, I'll give them a lot of information and we'll, and we'll talk, we'll discuss it, but I'm very used to directing the process and um i get thrown off when i get a lot of techie questions that i know they're not going to understand the answer to anyway and it doesn't really have to do you know it's not part of the project but anyway so so yeah i'm actually in a point this week where i need to kind of revisit how i talk to her and actually the loom idea is probably really good um because yeah i don't know it's just kind of new territory and um but i basically like David mentioned, you know, I don't give too many options. I don't, I just, I don't know. It's a, I don't like to use the word leash, but it's a very short leash. <laughs> that's a great, um, that's a great way to learn, for sure. I just, it, it really, and it kind of depends on, it's client by client. Some people, I know they're going to understand things I tell them. Other ones, I can just tell it's going to go right over their head. I don't want to confuse them more. Um, so I don't, it, I just kind of, I kind of feel out the person. It's really about their personality to that, that directs how I approach it and how much control, like I kind of want to, what we're going to be doing, what's going to be done together and what's really my job and you kind of need to let me do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, in this last email, I, I told, um, she was asking me questions and I was like, you know, let me just stress before we start this. Um, you know, I, I'm the professional and you don't have to worry too much about this and this and this that she was asking about. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of, having to relearn how to do the customer service stuff because I haven't really been doing it for a couple of years so that's good right. though that's good that's it reminds me uh my, our wedding photographer uh he was awesome super friendly guy great he he limited our feedback options basically like he had the package and then when it came to all the photos we didn't get to look at a photo gallery and choose which ones we wanted unless we wanted prints like he just he did his thing and then that's what he offers. He he takes he takes the photos, he wants to edit, he makes the book, and then he gives us the product. 
Um, so that was kind of a cool way. And, uh, you know, in our case, we didn't really want it. We didn't have a bunch of extra time to just look through hundreds of photos. Yeah. And similar to a lot of web design clients, they probably, some might want to be involved. And I think that's where we're talking about it's the balance. If somebody does want a little more control, yeah. you might have to be a little more lenient. But if it's somebody who's just like, I need a website done. I don't really, you know, just do your thing. I trust you. Then that's probably a good opportunity to maybe in Sarah's case, like do a little more of the work and then make it a little more finalized than show it to them. Um, because if you give them too many options, they might get overwhelmed. And I've done that too. I've been guilty of that many a times, many a time in the past where I give them too many options and then they just don't know. And then it ends up being a little bit of a negative experience. We had this saying, I remember in college, um, basically you just don't show anything that you wouldn't be proud. Like you're not ready to put up, you know, don't, don't throw in that last fifth ugly one that you just want to say always peak the ugly one. <laughs> and then you're screwed. Like, <laughs> then you can't put it on your portfolio and you can't get more work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Really, quality and quantity. So. Yeah. I, I give um, clients mock-ups beforehand. So I do like the, um, the full one page thing, but usually we, we used to offer three mock-ups for the homepage and then they could choose one of them and then we'd refine it three times and then I'd start building the site. Um, but I've just reduced that down to two, partly because it takes too long, but partly because of that thing, if it just gives them too many options at that point, once we get to three and sometimes I would chuck in the fourth and yeah, they would always pick the ugly fourth one. Um, and so I think, I think there is something for reducing the amount of options that you're giving them for sure. Awesome. The end. <laughs> I do have a quick story on how uh, negative feedback turned into a positive thing. Yay. Uh, I'll make it quick. We take you back to a cool fall night in 2014. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, got, I, I got a request from an author here locally and super nice, super nice lady and uh, did a big proposal. We talked a lot about the project and everything, put a nice proposal together. And she just said, you know, I appreciate it, but it's just way out of my price range. And um, she's like, I you know, decided to go uh, a different route and I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks again. So, you know, I was a little, I was a little perturbed just because I spent a lot of time with her and really helped guide her through a lot of things. And then I ended up making nothing originally. So I was like, well, yeah, it's a lot of time invested for something that didn't work out. So I was a little, a little upset initially, but instead I was just like, you know what? No problem. If you need any help moving forward, just let me know. I'm always here to help. A month later, I got an email or no, I got a voicemail. I, I saved it for a long time because uh, it was great. She was like, Hey Josh, it's me. And uh, she's like, I don't know if the offer still stands, but she's like, you were right. I went the cheap route and I got what I paid for. And it's a nightmare. <laughs> she's like, I trust you now and I'm fully willing to invest and I have full confidence in you. And yeah. uh, she's one of my best clients. She's a great client. She's a monthly client and uh, she's awesome. So that was one experience where I think uh, just not burning that bridge and leaving that line of communication open really went a long way. Yeah, nice. When she came back, did you rub it in her face and say, I told you so? <laughs> I charged a triple. I was like, my pricing's actually gone. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just real cool. I tried to be cool. I was just like, yeah, no, I totally understand. That happens to a lot of other people. And, you know, uh, I was you like. You know, it's great when that happens, but um, it, this hasn't particularly happened to me, but I've seen where it's happened where, you know, people realize and then they come back and then 
they're kind of have this story where like, you know, I kind of got screwed with this guy and I already lost this amount of money. Can you give me a discount? Cause you know, mm. even though I yeah. should have listened to you, I really dislike that, you know, like yeah. your poor choices are not my fault. Like, yeah. you know, I yeah. did try to tell you. Like, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah. People point. always seem to be looking for a discount. Yeah. That's, that's a no, no. Yeah, I think I think um, my experience is, you know, when I first started building websites for clients, um, I did go the route that most most web designers go, which is, hey, how does this look? Get it approved and yada, yada. And then as as an entrepreneur and you're building your business up, you start to realize really what works online, what doesn't work. And what you find out is that the things that I thought were really, really important, which was it looks really great, you know, um, but it really wasn't converting that well. So when I started to learn about conversion and, you know, users experience and when they come to the website and what works and what doesn't work. And I started explaining that to customers. Um, I never, ever got any questions about any designs after that or feedback from them because they just, and, and it, it came from my own experience. It didn't come from, uh, it, it came from just building up my, um, my experience of building our own business, Aspen Grove Studios. So as we grew that and learned that, and I realized really what is the most important thing when building a website, why wouldn't I carry that over to a customer? Why wouldn't I, you know, take those same things that I've learned from my own business and, and translate that across to the customer um, and, and for the most part, they're going to appreciate that. Like once oh. they understand the reasoning for things, like there's, it's a tricky one, right? Like sometimes you can understand the reasoning and still hate it and still think it's ugly and think I'd prefer it not to convert as well because I want it to not, I want it to look nice. So like sometimes clients aren't going to hear you, but at the same time, I think it's worth putting out the reasoning so that they can at least have the option of understanding why you're saying what you're saying. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think for the most part, most clients will hear that and then at least come to some sort of happy medium. Um, we've, I've got a site where we've got this SEO guy starting to work on it and he's come in and embedded a map on every single page at the bottom. And it was like, was off center and it just looked horrible like it, they clearly had not like done the design part with it and so I went back to them and I was like why have you put it on every single page and anyway they end up explaining all their reasoning and I said to them okay well let's give it a couple months like you've given me your reasoning let's see how it impacts the website but you got to fix the way it looks so like I'm willing for it to be there. You need to make it blend in better or it's gone, like yeah. it's no, it can't no, look slapped no on. But it was the same kind of thing where at first when I saw it, I was like, no deal, like take it off every single page. You can have it on the contact page and that is it. But then I was like, <laughs> well, you know what? Like i got to give them a shot. They know what they're talking about with SEO. Let's give it a couple of months. As long as it blends in and looks okay, I'm willing for them to have it on the site. So sometimes, you know, a, a professional opinion can help sway someone when they're like dead set against it when they first see it. So. That's a good I'm point. Curious too. What the reasoning was for the map on every page for SEO, Mike Devitt. Brought was, it's going to be yeah. really interesting to see how it goes. Cause I've never seen it and I feel like it's spammy, but I'm going to give it a shot. So let's talk <laughs> about giving negative feedback to SEO experts because we get a lot of weird <laughs> <laughs> recommendations. I totally did. I was very straightforward in, but I was polite. 
in my thing. Yeah. I just asked the reason and they gave me the reason. So, you know, like sometimes. What is it's the reason? We want to know. Yeah. What's the reason? <laughs> they said it's different. It's not just the Divi map. It's like a proper one that is connected to their Google business account somehow. Um, yeah. And yeah. And you can like favorite the place and there's stuff uh, you can do with it but yeah, um it's probably like know. a listing uh yeah like a listing configuration yeah i don't know things. they said that they have seen really good success with it so i've said let's give it a couple months and we'll see you heard I, it I, here I, first <laughs> folks on divi chat put yeah. a map on every page <laughs> of your website and you'll automatically <laughs> shoot up to the first place <laughs> First ranking. <laughs> Let's wait and see, and we'll do an SEO episode in a few months, and I'll report back on this particular. Yeah. I think it probably yeah. has to do with the local SEO stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are definitely a local company. Yeah. Like, they're looking for local SEO. So, anyway. Yeah. A real quick thought I just wanted to get out, David. I was thinking when you were talking about your situation is to use your previous projects and wins, previous wins, uh, in the case of negative feedback or feedback where a client's not sure about something. Cause I've done that plenty of times where I'm like, well, let me show you this site real quick. And I'll show you like, look at this call to action we did. And then like, Oh, okay. So that's how it works. And then it like solved all the issues from there. Right. Um, so that's a very powerful thing too, is to just kind of keep track of your, your wins and things that have worked for previous clients. Right. Especially if you have data that's, you know, that can back it and say when they did this, you know, they're getting, you know, this percentage more, you know, leads per month. Obviously that's tricky, you know, to, in order to obtain that type of information, but that's like even so much more punchy. <laughs> yeah. But 20% you show them like look at the contact form spike or something like that, you know? Yeah. You could do something like that. Boom. Well, we've burned through about an hour already talking about Yay. this stuff. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Is there anything else we want to say? I'm going to take the silence as a no. I do <laughs> want to use this opportunity to to give some feedback uh, to the, the panelists here. I'm just kidding. Are we still doing final I would thoughts? like to ask for Frank, some feedback final thoughts. You guys. Tim's final thoughts. <laughs> we, can, we can definitely do final thoughts if you guys want to do. Final uh, thoughts all about you. Know. Well. I, just, I just want to say take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Before laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> My sign up. <laughs> sure, Josh sounds like he's got a final thought. Go ahead, Josh. I've got one, man. i got a few. Yeah, I was thinking about which one to kind of end off on. I think the most important one for me when it comes to feedback is to just not burn bridges. Um, both of the, the couple stories I talked about were situations where I could have really easily gotten upset or really burned that bridge and be like, well, you know what, you want a cheap deal, then go for it later. Uh, but trying to be understanding and empathetic really went a long way. And um, to be quite frank, it's been great. It's been great money-making experiences with both of those clients because they've now been really good clients. Um, so don't burn bridges. Um, use a little bit of empathy unless it's a situation where, you know, it's just not somebody you want to deal with. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. I'm reading YouTube comments <laughs> over here. Anybody else want to give some go. thoughts? Go ahead, Leslie. I thought of something, um, something that I, I think has helped me. Um, I try to reiterate every chance I get that the website is not for them. It's for their customers, their users, their audience, because I think that's maybe the one of the biggest hurdles for them. And it's, why wouldn't they automatically think, you know, they should be all about them. That's kind of a natural thing to think. Um, but once you kind of explain that and be like, okay, like I get your point on why you would want that, but 
you're not buying your pot, you know, this person is buying your pot, you know what I mean? So once you present it like that, um, I kind of, I don't overdo it, but I do bring it up a few times because, um, and, and then when I do, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, so my final thought is just to um, explain to them that, you know, the, the website in most cases, 99% of the cases, it's for the, the users. It's not necessarily for the owner. So it yeah. helps. Boom. Who else? Uh, I've got one. Go. Uh, when I start with a client, one of the things I always say to them is I am fine with blunt communication. So I would prefer that you told me what you think um, and you don't get too wrapped up in trying to say it in a, you know, really calm, nice, polite way. I would prefer that you just told me if there's something that isn't going the way you want it to go. Just be honest with me. Just blunt communication works really well for me. So I always start off my relationship with someone by saying that. Um, And I was thinking maybe that's why I haven't had many clients not give me feedback in the past is because I do that. I don't know if that's the case, but I always start that way with them. I kind of do something similar. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, No, you go ahead, Jerry. I was going to make a oh, dumb I was, joke. Go ahead. I was going to make a dumb joke too. I was going to say, I'm really sensitive. <laughs> no Please don't joke. say it. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. I was going to say, I, I start the conversation and say, I'm always right. Don't question. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I think my final thought, I mean, I'm not really saying anything that hasn't been said already, but I think at least for me, I think the most important things are, are uh, communication, education, um, whether that's uh, in the beginning, as well as like when they do bring up feedback. Um, and then, uh, yeah, don't get easily offended. Wait, wait 24 hours, wait, you know, sleep on it, whatever, before you respond. Cause yeah. Um, we don't need any keyboard warriors, you know, yeah. angry typing. Don't drunk either. To clients. Yes. <laughs> that, definitely. <laughs> if I still drank, I probably would. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, I need to hear your joke now. Go ahead. All right. Well, now my joke was dumb, so I'll just give a final <laughs> thought. And uh, I would Why just say, that? you know, know, know yourself and then set yourself up for success. So, you know, I think uh, with a website, you know, there's design, there's also functionality. That's kind of more where I, I focus on things. And so a lot of times it's uh, you just need to keep yourself in a position where you can have a conversation uh, with the client. And so I you know, try to knowing how I respond to things and knowing like what state of mind I need to be in, in order to hear (laughs) constructive criticism and stuff. Uh, I try to plan ahead and arrange for that to take place so that we can engage and have a conversation about, you know, sometimes, you know, their designs uh, are great in theory. And then when they see them in action, they're not so great. Um, And, you know, we need to be able to talk about that. Um, You know, it just doesn't actually work. Um, and not take it personally and not be offended by it and all of that. So Jay, know yourself. Do you have to, and, uh, as a developer side, like, do you have to almost prepare for uh, a lot of your work going unnoticed because a client's not going to uh, be wow, that loaded quick. Are you the drawer, Jerry? <laughs> like they're looking at the colors and things so, pop. So I do no <laughs> error testing or anything until after the client first sees it so that way they can appreciate uh, how smooth it runs later. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do them earlier so that then they can be wowed. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that's a good point, right? So my my second parting thought, sorry, is just I think this, this um, episode should be very closely tied to how to fire a client because I think there is a point at which if things are going negatively and people are continually giving you negative feedback and it is causing things not to work, 
at some point you need to recognize that maybe it's time to jump out of that relationship. So don't be afraid to consider that sometimes it's right for it not to continue if people are being really mean to you continually or if they're giving you feedback that is communicating you're not doing what they want then maybe it's time to exit before you spend too long in it um so that's my second parting thought awesome great parting thoughts i don't really know that i have any any parting thoughts other than um yeah i don't have anything you guys said some awesome stuff (laughs) repeating what you said but uh, my parting thought will be join us next week for another awesome ask Divi chat because we're going to have another great topic next week. I have no idea what it is. It is but, uh, handing off websites to clients, which I'm personally really excited about. Ooh, handing off websites to clients. That's actually really good. Don't do it. So, Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever hand them off. That's how you do it. Screenshots so first. Editor access only. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Time changes next week. Oh, yeah. Time change. Bye bye. Take care.